to We Call It Soccer, a podcast by two United fans. I'm Sasha. I'm Caleb. And I'm Notch. This week, none of us are on the podcast because our partners all posted things onto Instagram stories, uh, which our employers and this podcast creators have found. So we've all been fired. Welcome to another episode of We Call It Soccer, and I do want to give an appreciation for all those of you listening. Our, uh, not to play a lot of inside baseball, but our listenership has declined a little bit since we're talking only about Bundesliga. Why do all of you hate Germany? I don't know, but you <laughs> yeah, do. What did Germany ever do in history? Uh, yeah, okay, they've okay, never right. been let's, the villains. What, what bad things have they done? Uh, no, let's not. Let's not. No, let's not go there. <laughs> That's not this week's question. I can't think of one. Oh, actually... All right. Yeah, there, was a, there was a whole Volkswagen like admissions thing a couple years back, <laughs> so I, I understand. Yeah, well, that's um, why we don't like Wolfsburg. That's just <laughs> one team we don't. Like. Yeah, yeah. We we were cozying up to Wolfsburg too much, and that's why a bunch of listeners decided not to come back after MLS stopped. Okay, let's um, let's do our question first, and then we've got a little bit of inside business to take care of. This week, if y'all had to start pickling a vegetable. Which vegetable would you pick first to pickle? I'd probably pick a pet of peppers, honestly. No, no, no. You don't get off <laughs> that easily. You got, <laughs> you got to, got to get, you got to think about it. Now, well, th- the thing is, I do pickle red onion. Do you? Yeah, they're, they're just so much better on really anything. Yeah, like you had on pizza, salad, sandwiches. It's perfect. What do you pickle it with? So I already do that. Um, Apple cider, apple cider vinegar. Okay. Um, salt, sugar, and then. Uh, is it like a fermented pickle or just a like? Not quick pickle. Quick. Yeah. What about There's you, a Sasha? Handful of black peppercorns and some crushed garlic. Uh, I mean, sauerkraut's too easy, isn't it? Isn't it, it really is too easy. <laughs> yeah. But it's my go-to. Really I'll just yeah, I'll just start you know, pickling cabbage. Okay. Sauerkraut is acceptable. You uh, I would do car. Well, I have done carrots carrots and there was this very lightly pickled cabbage that was made in um by a chinese restaurant near my place in india which i used to go to since i was a kid and it's it's not like traditional kimchi at all but they used to call it kimchi it's like most things in india that are quote-unquote chinese food uh if you have a chance by the way listeners go have indian chinese food it is nothing like chinese food it is basically a third world economy that doesn't have access to a lot of like fancy products like soy sauce uh substituting so ingredients in indian chinese food have like ketchup as a base many times with like other common Mm. indian spices it's freaking great i love it but it's really okay yeah it's very different from like american chinese or you know chinese chinese real yeah real chinese food that sounds like the premise for like bachelor cuisine what's bachelor cuisine Oh, I mean, that's just like, hey, I'm going to make pad thai, oh. peanut butter, and some ramen, and like a, you know, Taco Bell spice packet. Oh, man, dude, I cannot tell you. I had this roommate once. I remember him making pasta. And I was like, yo, we don't have any pasta sauce. So, like, did you make a, like, a butter or something? And he's like, no, I'm just going to put ketchup on it. I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, it's bad. It's bad. Right? Just put some salt really and butter on kid. it. Well, you uh, two must have been really privileged because that sounds like something I have done, Notch. <laughs> I just don't like ketchup. Is I a mean, thing. 
if if you're okay, if you're gonna make pasta with ketchup, you might as well go and spend twenty five cents on a packet of ramen. Okay, like that's what I was eating at the time. So let's not like, I, and I used to buy like bulk lentils and make dal, which okay, TMI alert. I got constipation because oh, no. I had so little fucking fiber because I was eating so much like dal. That was my like, cause I was bro. That was my food, man. Uh, but at this time, this dude was eating ketchup with pasta. I don't know what happened to his butt, but it's probably worse than mine. <laughs> Let's put it that way. <laughs> hey, with that, you know, you, listeners, you love listening to us talk about stuff like this. So why not subscribe to our new Patreon? Uh, Sasha, Caleb, we have a Patreon. How exciting is that? Oh, that's very exciting. And we we did that, you know, with the pandemic and everything going on. Uh, times might be tough if you're listening to this. Please don't give to our Patreon if you're struggling. Only if you have money to spare. We don't be the reason people are homeless to be that they gave us $5 a month. There is no prosperity gospel of two United Fans. If you give to us, we're not going to guarantee you're going to find Nirvana or anything. So, yeah, like that money, unlike evangelical churches, is not coming back to you by giving it to us. (laughs) It is going to cover our costs, which there are costs, by the way, I will say. Um, and we cover them happily. But if you're feeling like you want some extra content, we've got some great extras for you. Number one, you get to join our Slack channel and talk about soccer with other like-minded listeners. You know, the sophisticated fans that we call it Soccer Cultivates. You've also got um, three extra episodes every month, one from each of us that are on off-topic. Uh, you'll also find some in-depth discussions that we do that get cut from the podcast for time or because they're not quite relevant. Well, sometimes for a good reason. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes for good reason. No, Caleb, those we're not gonna put. Uh, oh, thank uh, God. we're not oh. gonna put my discussions of George W. Bush and <laughs> Freedom Fries onto the podcast. Okay, <laughs> true story. We talked about that while we were taking notes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, but th- there's a, there's a bunch of other extras. You can find that at Patreon.com/slash Two United Fans. Go check it out. See which tier makes the most sense for you to contribute. We would love for you to become our patrons and for us to be able to give you access to extras and cool stuff. Uh, I will also say, we're going to move this from the end of the episode to the beginnings now. Tell your friends about this podcast. As I mentioned earlier, we lost some listeners, so we need replacements, and that's on you. I blame you, listeners. Cross the podcast listening picket line and <laughs> <laughs> listen to our podcast. <laughs> but, but, but for real, uh, this podcast is on just about any podcast provider you're looking for. So if you're telling somebody that you listen, tell them to find it on their favorite podcast app or um, iTunes, search for United Fans. All right, with that, let's jump into this week's show in a segment that we call Bad Guys. Yeah, it's a segment where we discuss American soccer's bad guys, the two top divisions, MLS and NWSL. We're going to hold NWSL discussion till next week because we're going to be joined by Rachel Krieger from Equalize Soccer. Uh, I believe actually it's Equalizer Soccer. I keep missing that R in there. And uh, she's going to talk NWSL preview. Very excited for that. Um, We know which team Sasha supports already. Caleb, do you have an NWSL team? I guess I'd have to say Chicago. This is the closest and their jerseys are the coolest. Right, and that's about all I can like say. I, you know, like like you know, some people are like, I studied abroad in Manchester, and that's how I became a City fan. Right when they won the title. Uh, for me, <laughs> I, I lived in Chicago for a little bit, so that's my excuse. But I, I, we'll see. I don't know. Maybe Rachel can influence us to get a team. Um, yeah, but but very excited. Come back next week for the NWSL 
preview with Rachel Krieger. Let's now talk about MLS, which we referenced in our uh, intro to this week's episode. Alexander Katai, player formerly for the Chicago Fire, played two games for the LA Galaxy this year. Um, Who knew? He didn't. But who knew that his wife was an extreme bigot? Like he I, probably knew. But he if he put out a statement you know, saying he didn't. Uh, come on, well, Caleb. That marriage is not long for this world then. <laughs> what, I mean, would anyone just put stuff in a statement for no reason? Like that they don't actually no. believe? Come no, on, all Caleb. All statements are true, obviously. Right, exactly. Uh, I'm now hearing from our lawyer that we have to put out a statement about what we just said about Alexander Katai. So. Oh, man. I'm going to line that thing so hard. Right. Uh, his wife, Taya Katai, decided to put some extremely racist stuff onto her Instagram story. I'm not going to repeat it here because that shit doesn't need to be dignified um, on our podcast. But uh, let's just say that it was beyond the pale. The Galaxy had a meeting with Katai, which we don't... I haven't read exactly what happened, but it didn't go so well. Or at least they weren't satisfied with his explanations because they fired him. They parted ways. And there was also a tweet from the Katai's... Excuse me, the, the Katai's neighbor in Chicago saying, how's your day going? Uh, my neighbor just got fired because of something his wife said on social media. So, um, yeah. I, <laughs> I, I, It's interesting because you don't want to get fired because of something someone else does. At the same time, you've chosen to spend your life with this person. And like you were saying, Kilo, I think it strains credulity that you don't know what this person has said. Let, let, let's say she was like a 90-year-old heiress and he was like the 22-year-old boy toy who was marrying her for his for her money. Like, maybe in that situation, he could credibly be like, I don't know anything except what's in her bank account. But I don't... I'm not buying it, man. And like... No. I, so she, I don't know how long they've been married. I don't know they're length of their relationship but you know what people think about other people you know what the person you're with thinks about other people yeah you can't tell me that that's never come up in their time together it's it's simply ridiculous and i think i'm pretty sure i wanted minnesota to sign him in the off season i'm glad that hasn't that didn't happen because good god that would have been awful yeah oh god um is there something he could have said to save his job? We were in the middle of a divorce already? I don't know. Like, <laughs> like, honestly. The paperwork is filed. Yeah, he'd have to have claimed that he was already leaving her to try to save his career. Because otherwise, you know, he can't claim ignorance. You, Despite what you say, what's not said in a relationship when you're married, you know the other person's stance. Unless the other person's a freaking secret agent, you know. I think there's also the, the the thought about how this is kind of a very public-facing role that he has as a player. I was just thinking mm-hmm. of it from the standpoint of what if, like, one of your partners, for example, said something really racist to me. Um, this has happened, by the way, in the past. Like, not something so vile, but, like, people's partners not, have said crap to me. Not your yeah, partners. Not, not our partners. We should point that out. Not our partners. <laughs> partners of other people right? in my past okay. have said some offensive things to me at some point and it's made me like judge that person a little bit and so i was thinking from that standpoint but it's not really appropriate because they're not like a public facing figure which the team really has to like cultivate a certain 
uh, image that that maybe their fans can follow because you see your athlete just condoning something or doing something suddenly that becomes okay for you I would say do. like your, your question still applies because like, what it comes down to is relationships right and the relationship between you and your friend and their spouse or an organization a player and their spouse what one person does reflects on a whole group and you have to make a statement you have to make a hard decision and like in your example and if that happened with my partner, hypothetically, it would be a deal breaker because how they treat you is not how I like. It's not something I would tolerate or want to be associated with. So I, I understand where LA is coming from on this, and I think it's completely reasonable what they did. I I agree, with Sasha, one hundred percent. Yeah, I think you know, giving it some thought, I I do think. Because uh, the incident I'm talking about happened a very long time ago <laughs> when I was much younger and had less of an evolved sense of self. And I think today, I don't think I'd put up with it as much. I think I'd just be like, nah, get out of here, man. If you can't, if you can't drop this person for saying something like... And again, my incident was something a little bit more casually racist. This was like murderous, uh, what, what Katai's wife put on to Instagram stories. So the, yeah, the degree is bad. very different. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's interesting, man. It's really interesting because, like, I feel like as a person of color in this country, I have learned to put up with a certain amount of casual racism. Like, there was a dude, I think I've told this story in the podcast before. After a Minnesota United game, we were collecting in my backyard with some um, friends or whatever. And there was, like, a friend of a friend who'd been invited. Dude, like, casually makes a 7-Eleven reference after I mentioned I'm from India. And I didn't kick that person off out of the backyard. I was like, yo, I called it out. And I said something to which the person was like, God, dude, like, come on, man. Like, I thought we were. No, I just met you. I just met you. And I called it out. I told his friend, but I didn't kick that person out. Uh, And maybe I should have, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's shit like this happens, man. And um, I think that brings us to another point, which is uh, I don't know about you guys. Last week I was reeling. I was still like reeling from all the stuff that happened in the Twin Cities. But I feel like I want to make a little bit more of a statement on um, the George Floyd murder, which is, as I was just talking about, you know, minorities in general, we're used to a certain amount of casual racism. But specifically, black people in America are used to even more. They are used to putting up with so much on a daily basis. You know, I've seen friends talk about how you see a, a police car in your rear view and suddenly you like tense up because that might be it you know you might get pulled over you know like Philando Castile was and that's that's it you know and we haven't I don't think and fully heard those voices who've told us that um, you saw some of this with with some of the incidents in the 90s with the early 2000s, I I think there was a lack of credulity being offered, which was kind of shocking in retrospect because of now, you know, cameras having now given us the ultimate proof that all of this has been happening all along. And for me personally, it's kind of rage-inducing that that is something that there's a group of people putting up with this on the daily, you know. Um, I, I mentioned living in Chicago before. The stuff that happens in a segregated city like Chicago or Milwaukee is awful. And I think I'm really, I'm really hoping this is the start of something new, like that, that something actually changes in terms of 
how black folk are treated by the system and there are some elements of systemic racism that are torn down and for those of you listening to this um i would say that it it behooves you to play your part to listen as we said last week listen to black voices like specifically listen to black folk talk about their experiences and believe what they say because they're uh, it's quite likely that some of what they're saying is gonna like depending on how privileged your background is. You're you're not gonna be you're gonna be like, oh, I, I, is that really like is that possible? Yes, it is. So listen, hear what folks are saying, and call on call call for change in in your area. Write to your your um, legislators. Call them. Go to a protest. Like actually give your money to political action committees and and work towards change because this stuff is needed it's you know you're working against 200 plus years of this stuff the the atlantic slave trade is 400 years old and this country is what is it 200 some years old 200 uh, my math is 200 failing ish yeah 250 years old that's the weight of history you're fighting against so even one person choosing to join that fight makes a huge difference so do that um and yeah it's it's tough man it's tough thinking about a lot of this stuff and I, I'll, I'll be the first to admit my mind was broken last week and i i had a lot of time uh, tough time kind of making sense of some of this stuff in my own head but uh all right I've, I've said a lot so i'm just gonna close my fist and keep quiet for a second support black owned businesses that's what i got and Find black authors and documentaries out there that you should watch. 13th and Netflix is fantastic. I'm also reading a book called Dear Church by uh, Lenny Duncan that is very good about systemic racism in the ELCA, which is very prominent in the Midwest here, So, in the church that I'm a part of. So I recommend reading that and also educating yourself. So that's um, As a, a white man, I need to do that. I'd also say, uh, as a white person, use this opportunity to finally destroy those myths that keep on rebuilding and reinforcing this systemic racism, both in our like community and also in our country. Because like, even in the midst of a protest, and, and the reason why the riots happened is because nobody was listening, nothing was getting done, is because people constantly want to believe these myths that protected them but like destroyed the black community and they wanted to believe that like the cops were there to protect them that there were only a few bad apples and they're like that ignorance like is a privilege and needs to it needs to finally just come and be torn down so your responsibility is to help tear it down not reinforce it i'll i'll i've, I've in passing mentioned on previous podcasts that i've i'm a huge history nerd and one of those things that's been a controversy in the area of history, I, I love classical history, ancient history. One, one big controversy in that in the last year and a half or so, particularly revolving around a historian in Britain named Mary Beard, was the role of race in ancient Rome and specifically Roman Britain, where Mary Beard said that Roman Britain was probably a diverse place. That was, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but she used the word diverse. And there was this cartoon on a BBC website that showed a black Roman soldier. And people flipped their minds, right? Because just like Jesus is portrayed as a white 
man, a lot of like popular drawings of the ancient Romans show folks who are, you know, lighter colored hair, white, um, kind of your like traditional Renaissance portrayal. And people couldn't get their minds around the fact that ancient Rome did not think of race in the same way we do. And now they had many social issues. So I don't want to be like, be like Rome. Let's not. But um, <laughs> but but I, I just want to say that after reading a bunch of historians' takes on how Romans saw race, they did not see it as based on the color of their skin. It was much more based on like the language you spoke, how quote-unquote cultured you were, basically how much Roman like toga wearing and like the bats and all this other stuff, like how you spoke. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm dumbing down a lot of this, but basically they saw their like racism was based around very different things than ours is and i make this point to illustrate that all of this shit is learned it's not like innate we're not born like you know there's that thing like we're not born like this we're not really not and what that means is it should give you hope because sometimes i feel like this stuff sounds hopeless right like 7-eleven guy talked to me in the backyard (laughs) that shit was like come on man it's freaking 2016 what are we doing here but like it can seem hopeless, but just know it doesn't have to be like this. And so um, let's leave the discussion here for now and and move on talking to other MLS news and other soccer stuff. Okay. Sound good to you guys? Yep. yep. All right. Uh, let's talk about Kevin Durant, who's bought a minority stake in the Philadelphia Union, uh, somewhere between 1% and 5%. So another NBA star choosing to get involved in U.S. soccer. Not, I, I'm pretty sure you Your said move, that. Carl, right? through Towns. What? I was going to say, Notch, I think you said that incorrectly. That's future MLS stars and winners, Philadelphia Union. There you go. All right. Let's uh, Now he supports Philadelphia, Seattle, and uh, Minnesota. I'm so Man, confused. Just, just keep, you, next you're going to say, like, all 28 teams are my favorite. You know, like, <laughs> I win every year no matter what, guys. Um, so uh, there was a post by, I believe this was Tenorio, uh, who said that he's spoken to a lot of veteran MLS player or spoke to a veteran MLS player today and he said that I'm going to take that again guys I need to make a cut here but I'm going to there's a post by Paul Tenorio on Twitter who said that he spoke to a veteran MLS player this player said it will take years to undo the damage done by the MLS owners threat to lock out the players removing their pay and their family's health insurance during a pandemic and Josie Altidore seemed to back that up now we can't confirm that Josie Altidore was or was not the player that Tenorio spoke to but anyway uh, Josie Altidore did also quote tweet a MLS tweet um, basically again saying that the the lockout had caused a lot of tension and he was quite upset about it in this tweet I don't have it available to read to you but um, so it sounds like this whole lockout business has caused some rifts yeah not good um, also, uh, Jesse Gonzalez, goalkeeper for FC Dallas, was accused of domestic abuse. Um, the statement from FC Dallas was earlier this week. We learned of allegations involving goalkeeper Jesse Gonzalez. FC Dallas takes these matters ex- extremely seriously and fully supports the league's swift action to suspend the player while an investigation takes place. We continue to work closely with Major League Soccer regarding this. As this, an, uh, this is an, an ongoing investigation, FC Dallas will have will not have further comment at this time. Um, Gonzalez voluntarily entered 
the LEADS program for substance, substance abuse and behavioral health and won't be eligible to return until he's cleared by doctors or when his suspension is over or when that, basically whatever one comes last. We also don't have any police records on this that have been released, so we don't actually know what this is about. And as much as I want to talk about something like this, I think we got to wait till we know a little bit more about what specifically this incident was and what it involved. Um, right. All we have now is the it was accused and the FC Dallas statement, really. Right. Jeff Carlisle um, tweeted out that the U.S. Soccer Board of Governors was supposed to meet today, Tuesday, to discuss uh, kneeling during the National Anthem and repealing that very stupid ban that they passed after Megan Rapinoe did it. And uh, today he tweeted, Jeff Carlisle, that the vote with the Board of Governors could happen today, but it also might be happening on Friday if the Board of Governors decides to postpone it. Can I just say how fucking stupid it is that the NFL has already announced that they've repealed this policy on their end, which they were also equally stupid. And and believe me, I'm not one who thinks Roger Goodell had anything serious to say on his little video. He was those were crocodile tears that that he was expressing. And mm-hmm. um the U.S. Soccer Board of Governors. What are you doing? Like, how is this something that you need to think about? Just fucking vote yes on the repeal. Like, this could be a text message, guys. <laughs> I'm very much uh, an anti-authoritarian camp over with Rapino and Kaepernick in that, like, I don't need the governing body to give me permission to use my freedom of speech, especially if I was, like, you know, on a platform where I can, I can well, speak to millions. You're, you're, you're coming up against the whole freedom of speech versus... But, but that the government allows you versus like what a private organization does i personally by the way am against kneeling in general like for any reason ever so just know you know my teachers used to make like me trump um uh, my, my teachers used to make me kneel as punishment you you we used to wear shorts in school and the ground was always quite hard and like kind of stony so it was kind of painful after a few minutes like i'm oh, not kidding okay. like they used to actually do this and so i am Totally against kneeling in general for human beings in any situation ever. You heard it here first. Notch is against protesting <laughs> the national anthem. Hey! Um, let's move no! on to the next piece of news. <laughs> I was kidding. <laughs> but but you, you did you did reference the, the, the White House press secretary saying that President Trump is against kneeling in general. <laughs> and also other forms of physical activity. But it's not into those. <laughs> <laughs> oh man okay let's talk about uh, Pablo Maurer and Jeff Ruder who reported that multiple sources close to the league's operations have confirmed that the winner of the MLS's Orlando tournament will receive a CONCACAF Champions League berth Caleb your take duh <laughs> Do you, did you want more D- dude it's, it's we right have call. a Patreon now you need extra content okay I'm saving the content for that. Well, Come on, man. Well, personally, I'm <laughs> excited. less now, even more later. Half an hour on the CONCACAF <laughs> Champions League berth, exclusive to patrons. Half an hour, Jesus. Or oh, fine. God. <laughs> I'm excited to see Philadelphia Union and CONCACAF. Have, have they ever made it before? I don't... What? Have they? Are I don't think so. something? I didn't... No. Okay. No, okay. never mind. All right. Well, I... I 
that's all the MLS news we have so far. But I'm certain that by the time this podcast gets released, MLS is going to be like, Hey guys, it's Wednesday morning, right after we got soccer recorded. So it's time to make all our big announcements. Here's all the cool stuff they didn't talk about last night when they recorded. Uh, that's that's Don, my impression of Don Garber now. Like he, 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 he does that. That's what he sounds like. Spot on, really. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's move on to a segment the we call the ludicrous display. Ray, he's kicked the ball. Now the ball's over there. The thing about the Premier League is that they always try to walk it in. And in this segment, we talk about the latest from the United Kingdom, where we have friendlies. They're very friendly over there in the UK. Yeah, EPL teams were allowed to schedule friendlies with teams that are within 90 minutes of them. Uh, despite this precaution, uh, Manchester United had to cancel their friendly with Stoke because Stoke's manager tested positive for COVID. Whoa, that's not good. No. Um, he was room like. I just see ten- Go ahead. I just see ten did COVID on a rainy night in Stoke. <laughs> oh God, Caleb. <laughs> okay, we can talk the man has a family. I think probably. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Anyway, moving on. Uh, Timo Werner. Uh, had his buyout clause paid for by Chelsea instead of Liverpool. I'm not bitter at all. And Chelsea's also starting to pursue Kai Havertz. So now is Werner like who's in Starlet? Is is Werner like immediately traded or is there some like dying? He's supposed to sign a contract. Yeah. I don't think that's official yet. If that's happened, I'm not holding my breath for him to not sign it and Liverpool to swoop in and take him. But I really didn't think it happened at this point. Chelsea. But like Bundesliga is still playing. Right, but so I, even if it wasn't playing, the transfer window still wouldn't be open. So okay, you'd, you'd okay. still made pre, made uh, se- you can sell players and buy players before the transfer window opens. Just everything has to wait until to be confirmed until the window is opened. Gotcha. Um, okay. Some lower lead news in England this time. Uh, lead two and lead one, the th- fourth and third division decided to end their season based on. Uh, points per game um so the top four divisions are professional and sponsored by the english football association over there the fa um the fifth division is the national league where there's amateur teams so the teams at the bottom of the fourth division um will only be relegated if the national league which is the fifth division can give assurances that its competition will go ahead so good news for i think it was stevenage and Matchelsfield Town hmm. in bottom line two. But us also some no, something of note, Coventry City, after years of not being promoted, um, has now gained two promotions in two consecutive years up to the championship now for the, t- the Canaries? For Coventry, yeah. Just look good for them. Nice. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, are you excited for the Premier League season to restart, Caleb? Are you excited for Project um, Restart? I am... So excited. I can't, can't wait. I, this German football has been fine, but give some good, proper English footy. Right. And I'll be, I'll be, I'll just be happy as a clam. And right, right. It's just about the football. A clam it's, it's shell. No other reason. You know, it's just, just, just happy to have it back, huh? I'm yeah. I, it's not like Liverpool is on the cusp of their first Premier League title ever or the first, first I mean, win in 30 years. I mean, they're, they're going to have an aster- not, asterisk like next to this win. Caleb. I will I will come over there. I will come over there. I will come over there. And I don't know what I'll do, but I will be bad on your porch. So I like them apples. 
Nacho, eat some pasta with tomato sauce and take a big shit. <laughs> Nacho, I don't know why you keep on giving Caleb such a hard time. Liverpool's a good team. I mean, they're no Atletico Madrid, but... <laughs> Oh, oh man! Hey, how's fourth place taste there, Sasha? You know, under Arteta, <laughs> it's 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 great. Are you even in fourth? I don't think you're even in fourth. Uh, we can make it, it by the end of the spot. season, maybe. Oh, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Save it for the Patreon, guys. See, I get to say that now. Uh-huh. Yeah, just just one episode on the Patreon of me and Sasha just <laughs> saying the worst things to each other. <laughs> let's talk about. Uh, let's talk about. Uh, some more stuff okay let's move into the segment that we call they don't call it soccer in brackets some do though where we talk about soccer from the rest of the world that we haven't talked about if already just, just before the balloons like there's one little uh news from italy um maria bellatelli uh chaos incarnate has been fired by from brescia uh his uh, boyhood team in italy for missing training after the restart has happened and he tried to show up today, and they refused to let him in. So his time with Brescia looks like it's come to a close. He's only 29, which is weird because it seems like he's been just causing chaos across the entire continent of Europe for the past 20 years. But hopefully he didn't find a new place and actually just head on straight and play well for the team. He, that's the team he signs up for. I feel Sorry. like that's what we say like every year <laughs> nowadays. <laughs> well, you know... Yeah. Hopefully he cleans up his act and wherever he goes next, he's able to blah de blah. Um, I mean, who knows? Always, right? Maybe always remember at he they went in. He was on a team. Uh, Jose Mourinho was his coach. He went in at halftime. They were pulling nothing. He had a yellow card, and Jose Mourinho spent the entire halftime talking to him to not get a second yellow. He got <laughs> he got a second yellow immediately after kickoff. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's Mario Balotelli in a nutshell. Oh man, I the amount of chaos he would cause if he came to an MLS team. I think that would just be fun. <laughs> oh my god, please! He should go to like <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Cincinnati. I agree. I was gonna say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that would be fantastic. Yap Stam versus Mario Balotelli. Like one of them will die. Like <laughs> by the oh, end, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, uh, um, all right, let's let's move on to talking like you were saying about the Bundesliga, where. The winner of the title is more or less decided. It is, unfortunately, Bayern Munich. I will keep saying that until they are no longer, like, you know, favorites every single damn year, which, I don't know, maybe they just will be from now until the end. Who knows? But uh, with seven points at the top, they are they are kind of running away with it. But let's talk about it game by game, where, first up, Werder Bremen taking on Eintracht Frankfurt. Frankfurt... Uh, kind of mid to low table. Werder Bremen still in 17th place, trying to desperately claw their way out of the automatic relegation spot into at least the playoffs. And uh, in this game, not finding any relief. Frankfurt knocking three goals against them. Lifelong Frankfurt fan, Caleb Olsen. Take it away. Yeah, all three goals in the second half. Uh, really, in the first half it was all Werder Bremen. So once Frankfurt uh, got the first one in through Andre Silva, off a great assist by from Philip Kostic. Um, the floodgates opened. Uh, Stefan Alsanter with the brace later. He's a center back. Came on. His first touch was the, his first goal. Um, his first goal after 86 ones later games without one. So, And then he got bad. a second goal, right? Yeah, right away after that. Is that yeah. what you call a brace? 81st and 90th minute. Is, um, is that a brace? It's been a, it's been a while 
since we've talked about this. I believe so. I think it's two been a while. Is Brace. It's been. All right. See, all these old yeah. references from when Colin was on the show. You think he still listens? Yeah. Probably not. He's probably like, fuck those guys. Fucking assholes with their stupid. Made me sing that It's Been a While song every time they made he, that he's dumb be, reference. If I know Colin, I know him pretty well. He's going to be the one to make you say Atlanta is good on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Check that Patreon tier out. If for $1,000 a month, I will say nice things about Atlanta United. That is my price. I, I completely like will sell That was 100 Did you move it up? Oh, it's $1,000, my friend. Oh, well, never mind then. <laughs> I'm not saying anything about Atlanta United for 100 bucks. Come on, man. That trauma is deep-seated. <laughs> Uh, okay, let's talk about Freiburg versus Borussia Mugladbach. Tips banana peel moment, uh, which this game was because they managed to lose to Freiburg. Um, now they are tied for fifth, fourth and fifth place are tied, Mugladbach and Leverkusen uh, at the end of this match week. Yeah, a fantastic goal from Nils Peterson for Freiburg off a set piece. Um, which is how they're going to store in this game anyway. Uh, that's a good side from in Mugladbach. Uh, Alisson Plie did not make his team's time any easier by being sent off or sending yellow card in the 68th minute. Um, also, sporting director Max Abel was sent off for presumably saying something bad about the fourth official's mother to the fourth official, which you never wanted to do. Your mother eats pasta with tomato sauce! Descent! <gasps> Descent! <Red> <laughs> Right, ketchup, ketchup, <laughs> not sauce. All good pasta is made with sauce. It's the ketchup, man. Yeah, the damn ketchup. So no anyway. one has ever called ketchup sauce either. Uh, actually, <laughs> actually, let me interject. In oh, India, no. tomato oh, no. ketchup is called tomato sauce. So that's that's why I said it. I wasn't going to go into well, that. Well, you're wrong. You gave me the opening. Uh, yeah, we are. <laughs> also, in uh, India, I grew up calling showers bots. So. You also call chips crisps? No, we don't actually. Okay. Well, I'm from Wisconsin. We call the things you drink out of on that are attached to the walls. We call those bubblers, right? Which, well, that's what they are. And the water fountains are those fountains that we throw pennies in, right? Right. Uh, Freiburg, by the way, when they score a goal at home, uh, have the refrain from "I will survive," like the instrumental, like maybe it's the interlude. I don't know what it's called. I don't know nothing about music, and. I did not know this until they played in a stadium without a crowd. And now I can hear it. And you can hear, like, Freiburg Ultras singing I Will Survive, like Glee Club. It's great. Go listen to that on YouTube. All right, next game is uh, Bayer Leverkusen, who are tied at the moment with uh, Magladbach, taking on Bayern. Uh, Bayern winning this game 4-2. Mm. Yeah, so this really was the last chance for somebody to upset the standings. Uh, and Leverkusen started off strong. Uh, Lucas Alario came out in the ninth minute and he slotted it easily past Neuer. Uh, but then it was all Bayern's game. Where Kingsley Coman gets one-on-one with a Leverkusen, Leverkusen keeper and easily scores. Uh, then there's a long ball to Gnabry and he lobs it over the keeper to score to the second. And then Thomas Mueller, of course, crosses it in. And who else but Lewandowski... Uh, scores the third. Uh, yeah. Oh, I missed. No, was... I missed one from Gretzka who scored their second. Oh. Sorry. No worries. <laughs> All you need to know is the four. They, uh, Leverkusen scored one, and Byron's like, "Oh no, we're angry now and scored four. They went Jordan on him. And then Florian Wirtz. Poor Florian Wirtz coming in, being like, "Hey guys, I got my first goal. Isn't anybody happy for me? First goal ever in the Bundesliga! Yay!" The Bayern Munich uh, stout was like, "Ooh, interesting." Right? That was it. 
Right. <laughs> yeah, it's going to suck to score your first goal in the Bundesliga in the 89th minute after your team has had four goals smashed against them. Uh, yeah, it kind of sucks for, for Florian there. Hey, let's talk about, speaking of suck, let's talk about RB Leipzig who played Paderborn. Paderborn, remi- re- reminder, are at the bottom of Bundesliga. They're five points adrift from the second automatic relegation spot. So they're going down. RB Leipzig still manages to tie them 1-1. It started out pretty well for Leipzig, though. Uh, Patrick Schick uh, stored pretty easily. Uh, but then Leipzig just kind of fell apart once Dio Opumatano was sent out for a second yellow. Really dumb play by him. Pulls a uh, Paderborn player down and then kicks the ball out of bounds after the whistle was blown. Um, that was right before the, the first half ended as well. Uh, but then the captain for Paderborn, Christian Strodhik. Strodhik. Stores in the stoppage time. Second half stoppage time. Off just a weird rebound that the Leipzig keeper almost was able to take away. It like skimmed the top of his boot. It was uh, hashtag scenes for Paderborn. And really poor result for Leipzig. Leipzig have had a pretty frenetic season. I mean, they'll they'll do something like smash mines for five goals and then die hurt the Berlin two two. You know, it's that's kind of it, they score a massive amount of goals and win, then they tie. They score a massive amount of goals and win, then they tie. And so it, it might be something to do with their their roster is fairly young. Um, that might be the they have a lot of prospects on their team. One of their best players in team of winner is only twenty four. Um, and their 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 spine is all around those that age, except for the goalkeeper is older. But I think that mentality isn't there yet. They need a, a steady head or just more time to develop as a team. Should be said that Leipzig's stadium has kind of raised stands, much like TCF Bank Stadium had here in Minnesota. And in on the walls behind one of the goals, there's this mural of like stampeding bulls. Which is really freaking tacky. Like it looks so tacky. It's awful. And it doesn't fit the team at all. They're rosin ball sports. There's no like, right. There's right. no bulls anywhere near them. Exactly. Exactly. <coughs> They're just a ball team. All right. Let's talk about Dusseldorf playing Hoffenheim. This game ending two two. Um, one red card being shown here. Uh, but this tie providing uh, neither team much of a a. Much, much relief. Dusseldorf currently in the uh, relegation playoff spot. Just three points ahead of Werder. And the Mainz maintaining position three points ahead of Dusseldorf. The red card really was definitely deserved. That uh, It was a Benjamin Hubner in the ninth minute just elbowed a Dusseldorf player in the face on a corner. Right, it was pretty egregious. And uh, you had... Again, the, the goal's kind of going back and forth. Dusseldorf opens the scoring. Hoffenheim scores one. And then Hoffenheim gets the second. And then Dusseldorf finally equalizing off a penalty in the 76th minute. Uh, let's talk about Frankfurt playing Mainz. You know, we were just talking about how Mainz are three points. Uh, they've got three points between them and both the spaces up and below them. Um, and uh, they took on Frankfurt. And this game ending with Frankfurt going down by two goals. What happened, Caleb? Lifelong Frankfurt fan, explain this. How, are you hurt? Um, are you okay? The, the, the thing is, it could have been a lot worse. Worse. I think there were like two or three goals from Mines that were called for offside. That offside trap by Frankfurt just barely working. Unfortunately, it didn't work on the, on the two goals that were actually scored from Musa, Musa Niatite and Pierre Tunde. 
Um, yeah, just great draws by them. I'm just going straight through the defense, honestly, and wasn't great to see. But Frankfurt is firmly in the mid-table to lower mid-table, and I, I think they're safe, so it's probably fine. This does, as we were saying, keep Mainz out of the relegation zone for another week. Hey, but Dortmund played Hertha. They got a 1-0 win through uh, Julian Brandt. Werder Bremen played Wolfsburg. Wolfsburg getting the 1-0 win against Bremen, who, again, remained towards, well, in the, in the second automatic relegation spot. It was a rainy day that this game was held in. Yeah, downpour. And... My favorite name, Wout, Wout Verdhorst. Just fantastic. I love it. He's the one that scored for Wolfsburg. Wout, Wout Verdhorst. Verdhorst for Wolfsburg. Wout Verdhorst won Wolfsburg victory versus Werder. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> All right, now, I can see Notch on the Zoom call, and he uh, stripped his shirt off and is marching around his little office there and spiking... <laughs> Something? <laughs> I'm a Wolfberg Ultra now. I've been a lifelong Wolfberg <laughs> fan with that. Um, so, all right, man, just put the just put the down. All right, we're recording a podcast, not <laughs> um, ultras. I don't know. Um, that, so that win kept Wolfsburg ahead of Hoffenheim uh, and kept them in a Europa League spot. So they did what they had to do, and they must have they must have gotten their luck from those like dazzling light blue jerseys because that was the best thing about this game. Two points yeah, ahead of Hoffenheim fly. in the table. And I think it was you, Sasha, who said that the jerseys in this game looked like they were from the 70s, and I agree yes. in terms of color. Union Berlin took on Schalke, who are the lead weight in the Bundesliga at this moment, sinking fast. 1-1 uh, the result, uh, which, you know... I, I, have Schalke, like, won anything since this whole thing star restarted? Well, how can they? They, they won one point. <laughs> they won one point today, or this match day so that's good yeah that is their first point since march which i mean sounds a lot worse than it is but uh, their first point in five games yeah robert andrich scored his first ever Bundesliga goal for union in this game of a clinical counterattack with a great assist by anthony uja and then john joe tenney um scored for a shot off a streamer from outside the box um before this game there was a moment of silence before the match uh, both players from both teams and also the referees kneeling in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter protests across the world. That was neat to see. Uh, that happened in, I think, either all or most of the Bundesliga games this week, too. So uh, it was something, I think, that uh, the, the the players had organized and, and made happen. Mm. So I uh, should mention Schalke's goal differential since the league restarted is negative nine. So Oof. Yeah. Duh. They've only scored twice in those five games. Augsburg taking on Köln. These uh, two teams kind of in the lower table. Uh, I don't think there's... Well, Augsburg could slip into the relegation spots if something really b happens with uh, Dusseldorf. They're at uh, 32 points. Dusseldorf in the relegation playoff spot with 28. Mm. Köln right above Augsburg in the table with 35. Uh, these two teams only managing a 1-1 draw. Penalty was called after Cullen keeper Timo Horn took down a player in the box, but Horn managing the save, uh, having some sev heroic several times in this game to keep the ball out of Cullen's net. However, Anthony Modest uh, gets the ball with miles of space on the edge of the box, places it perfectly to get Cullen the winner, and Augsburg getting a 1-1 tie 
just three minutes later by Philip Max getting finding himself totally unmarked at the back post to put it in. Yeah, uh, Timo Horn had some great saves. As you did say, he was horny for saves <laughs> in this game, <laughs> but not horny enough at the end because he did let one in. There it is. Um, I'm just not gonna go anywhere with that whole horniness situation. Okay, I, I could. All right, Sasha. <laughs> Sasha, jump in. I was gonna say that player he took uh, down. Jump on the ref. The player he took down grabbed the bull by the horn. <laughs> uh. Hey guys, update on the South Korean uh, mannequin and crowd situation. Speaking uh, of horny. Right, right. <laughs> a, a South Korean baseball team, I believe, placed a whole bunch of stuffed animals behind the home plate oh. in the crowd. Kind of adorable. Look good, you know. You're just creating more furries with that. That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say it. Uh, you can find me at kolson 716 Thanks <laughs> for these. There's on Lost Lessons with the music. Where uh, can the good people find them on Bandcamp and SoundCloud? Sasha, where can the good people find you <laughs> on Twitter? Definitely not stealing mannequins from a shop, but you can find me at Pickup Lion. Hey, what are you doing with that drill? You <laughs> <laughs> protest too much there, Sasha. Uh, you can find me at. Uh, TWO United fans. My personal Twitter is off on a tear at the moment. You can find this podcast on fine podcast providers everywhere. And again, please subscribe to our Patreon. We would appreciate having you as a patron with whatever you can spare, as long as you're not struggling, in which case, please take care of yourself first. And with that, we bid you adieu for another seven days. We shall return with more We Call It Soccer mm-hmm. and specifically our NWSL preview next week. Goodbye, everybody. Bye. See ya. See ya.